I would yeah. say that if you're trying to draw people to Christ, look like Christ and let the Holy Spirit do the work. Don't try to look like the world and let yeah. them see the dirt on you. So they feel like, oh, that guy's dirty like me. Now I'm going to want to become clean. Like right. that doesn't make sense in my mind. Welcome to the Eyes on Jesus podcast with Drew and Tim, two pastors discussing practical details about life, leadership, parenting, and being more centered around Jesus first. The goal of this show is to help you keep your eyes on Jesus through the busyness of life and clutter of your schedules. Now, join us for the conversation. Hey, welcome to the Eyes on Jesus podcast with Drew and Tim. Really looking forward to our conversation today about cussing. Are we doing this? We're talking about cussing. This is really crazy. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now that we're going to get into. Uh, some pastors that have decided to use some choice words, and we're just gonna we're just gonna hit it head on and and pretty direct here and find out should should this be something that we're doing? Should we be okay with this? Should we call this out in others? Should we look at this in in ourselves? Is this something we should repent of? And uh, it's going to be a great conversation. So Tim, I'm really excited. Thanks so much for being here and for the conversation. How are you, man? Doing good, man. How the f are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing, I'm doing good. We're being silly. We tried to set it up like, hey, we're doing a thing on cussing. What if we just came out and said it? So obviously, we're not going to say the word, but it doesn't no, sound that great not. when I said it, right? It doesn't sound. It, if, it's if weird. You hear it, right? You're like, that's not. That's not you guys. That's not what you do. Yeah. So, that's not. anyway. Personal update. I'm um, doing good. We just got back from men's retreat weekend. Uh, with our church. This is the second one we put on and about the eighth one I've been in. And I was telling you before we got on, it was such a spiritual weight to this one that going in, there yeah. was so much spiritual warfare. And I was, I, I set it up on Friday night with the a topic I was teaching on. And, uh, but just the, the fruit of it was insane. There was 150 guys that came up and so many salvations, wow. baptisms, full on deliverances, healings. Uh, it was power-packed weekend and the enemy tried to sow discord and disunity, but the Holy Spirit came through and really moved on guys' hearts to see things from different perspectives and see things biblically. And yeah, uh, we're just excited in the direction we're going, man. And hopefully next men's retreat would get you out there, bro. I have to give you the dates and man, see if it works out. It'd I would awesome. love that. That would be <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's really cool catching up before we launched into this uh, recorded podcast, like about what God's doing in our churches, through yeah. our churches right now, it's it's really fascinating and lovely at the same time. Um, you're you're obviously men's retreat, uh, so many things going well. So, like you said, salvations transformed lives. That's what we're going for. Um, this past week at my church, we had seven baptisms, and there's just so many good things, good conversations going on. We're seeing students step up, young adults step up. We're we're raising up leaders, and we're seeing men and women alike just step into those different um, positions. So it's it's been it's been really awesome. And at the same time, uh, the, the church is growing. And, and at the same time, there's so many other things that are moving in the right direction. Uh, my wife is pregnant with kid number what? three, Dude, which is so wild. Yes. It's <laughs> exciting and unexpected. And, you know, it's, it's really, um, I don't know when I first heard the news, I was like, this is going to be really crazy. And I don't know <laughs> if I'm ready for this, but honestly, I'm, I'm starting to kind of get over that and get really excited yeah. about it. And they're going to have three kids under, to... under six, right? Three kids under six. Yeah. Three yeah. kids under six, man. <laughs> my, my house is going to be a chaotic, wonderful nightmare. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. Exactly. 
congrats. So it'll be nuts. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I'm really looking forward to it. And um, you know, speaking of our our patients being tested with three children and and how we provide the right type of language in those scenarios. Yeah. I, this past week, something really interesting happened. Now, by the time we air this episode, I'm I'm sure that it'll be a couple weeks past. But yeah, we saw Tim Ross in his podcast, The Basement go off i mean just like not in an angry way necessarily but just in a very deliberate like i'm choosing to cuss i'm choosing to use language and i'm unashamed and unapologetic about it and did it i mean you know didn't didn't do it like in a grocery store and somebody with a phone caught him right did it on a podcast that promotes Jesus to way, way more people than most of the other podcasts I listen to. I mean, he's got an unbelievable platform. And for those of you that don't know, Tim Ross used to be uh, a lead pastor, still continues to communicate at a lot of different churches, uh, has felt called recently to start this upset the gram kind of uh, social media aspect where he's just trying to kind of get people wrestling with the Bible, wrestling with God, which I think is a great thing. We should always be striving for that uh, to happen when we're, when we're dialoguing and, and having these kinds of interactions. But then he launches this podcast and the podcast, the basement grows like crazy, gets all this attention. And man, I've listened to it. I subscribe to it. It's a phenomenal podcast. Mm -hmm. And he's also heavily invested in a lot of other pastors. Like he's a mentor for Mike Todd at Transformation Church. He's a a very well-respected guy. And I think he's still well-respected. And I Mm -hmm. think that even though I don't agree with this moment that he had, he did calls a stir and it's definitely led to us wrestling with it and us now talking about it. So that's what our episode's really wrapped up in today. It's spurred on by Tim Ross. It's stirred in us. And now we're going, all right, well, I wonder if anybody else is wondering, should we be cussing? Should we be okay with it? What does that look like? So I've got some thoughts and some, uh, uh, and a cool story when it comes to Tim Ross that I, that I'll share in a moment. But I'd love to know just Tim from your perspective, when it comes to cussing, when it comes to language that is going to pull us in a certain direction, and maybe even arguably pull us away from Jesus. Like, what what should our thoughts and perspective be on that? Yeah, you know, and Tim Ross had a 33-minute response video on YouTube that you can find and and see his whole I, I listened to it yesterday and so uh, we want to try to represent him well and what he believes on this. Sure. And so for for him when he says that he uses strong language it's because of strong emotions and he he justifies it based on the audience that he's speaking to. He also says that he's never cursed in the pulpit in 27 years. And, and so that's an important distinction is that he's using this podcasting platform, which he says a lot of the audience are people that have gone through trauma, people in grief. He says that he knows how to talk to people who have come from the hood, like he can talk their language. And yeah, I I couldn't. I'm I'm sure I couldn't. And if I tried, I'm sure I'd get beat right. up. Right. I mean, right. Maybe it, it takes it could a, happen. Uh, it takes a, a certain thing to know your audience and who you're speaking right. to. And but the question really is, is cursing 
cussing, which he defines those differently, which we don't, I don't think we really need to for the sake of this, sure, is sure. cursing something that is ever okay, especially as a pastor uh, on a public platform, right? We're not talking about how he talks about it in private. And I think that's something between him and God or whoever in God. Like, mm-hmm. I think you're, I personally think, and I don't, I don't use language and, and especially around other people and it gets to that Christian thing like, well, is gosh darn it, is that a swear word? Because your heart really means to say this, right? Where's the line? Is, right. is friggin' whatever, is that a swear is that a swear word? And and some people will say yes, because you mean to say this and you're just substituting it with something that's more culturally right. sensitive. Um, but when we talk about language, and he brings this up, and this is important, is that language is different among regions, amongst people, among times yeah. and places, and what was a swear yep. word. 200 years ago is not a swear word today. But when when you bring up a, a verse like Ephesians 4, when Paul is talking about, don't let any filthy communication come from your mouth, right? Uh, Tim Ross thinks that means gossiping, lying, and discord among brethren. And I looked up the 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 origin of it today, and it, it, it's, it doesn't specifically state gossip from what I looked right. at it in Strong's. It just means filthy communication. And when I think of cussing and stuff like that, that would be under filthy communication because that's what our society yeah. deems as that. That's why you have uh, you know, entertainment media that is rated certain things based on the amount of language in it. Uh, even in our society, that's not a Christian society. It looks at cursing as things that should not be propagated among, among children, among other right. media things without right. certain ratings. And so even from a non-Christian perspective, cursing is deemed as something inappropriate in certain settings. You right. don't see people in the government doing that. You don't see people, you know, in uh, interviews for the most part, you know, doing that, whether it's entertainment people, whatever, you don't see that people in the local news cursing because of the p- place that you're in. So even so much more for a pastor yeah, who is, is called to a higher standard I think that's something that you really have to look at is, is this something that you want to represent you to people that you're trying to reach? Do you have to look so much like them that there's no distinction between the two just because you're trying to get a point across? I would say that if you're trying to draw people to Christ, look like Christ and let the Holy Spirit do the work. Don't try to look like the world and let them see the dirt on you. So they feel like, oh, that guy's dirty like me. Now I'm going to want to become clean. Like that doesn't make sense in my mind. Yeah. And what he said about, I haven't cussed in the pulpit in 27 years. Okay. So (laughs) I'll I'll slide past the concept of being the same person on stage as you are off stage. Okay. Because if you listen to me preach, and even if you listen to me on this podcast, I'm elevated. Okay. I'm elevated. I talk more with my hands. I'm a little more energetic. I'm a little more passionate because I'm trying to draw people in. Okay. So I don't talk to my kids the way I'm talking right now, always. Okay. So, so I, I get the whole, like, try to be who you are on stage off stage, but I also understand there's a little bit of a difference. However, what he is speaking to is not the, the energy, passion and delivery. No. Right. That's all based on delivery. So if I'm at home, I might have this conversation like this. And if I'm on a podcast, I might raise my voice. That's about the delivery. I'm not saying anything different. And what that makes me think when he's addressing what you say is different is that the pulpit is a holy place. Mm -hmm. And apparently his podcast is not. Yeah, that's what it is. 
And that's a big challenge for me because there should be no distinction where the Christian is walking that is holy ground, right? This is the whole concept of take your sandals off for where you are standing is holy ground. We are walking with Jesus. We are walking with the spirit. We are the temple. We are walking on holy ground. Therefore, the pulpit is holy. My house is holy. This microphone where I'm standing is holy. That is all holy. So the same verbiage and language that I would use now, even though the delivery might be different, the same kind of language should be used. Why? Because every single place is a holy environment. Why? Because I'm there. And if I'm there, I'm bringing Jesus. I'm bringing the spirit and I'm representing what God has done in my life, is doing in my life and what he could do in yours. So I'm not big on this. Now, look, I'm not going to stand here and pretend I've never cussed. I'm not going to pretend that I don't mess up in that way because I do. I do. I really do. I'm not going to pretend that every song that plays on my radio is a clean version when I'm at the gym. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to hit this one Drake song because I want, (laughs) but I will say this. I will say this. That doesn't make it right. That doesn't mean I don't have something in me that's like, dude, you got to. You got to get that straightened out. Right. Doesn't mean it's not on my list. And his concept, and and I, I hate, hate to say, but maybe even excuse of the Holy Spirit has never convicted me in this way. Yeah. Hey, no offense, buddy, but you chose this level of leadership. You yeah. chose this platform. So it's irrelevant whether you feel like the Holy Spirit is doing this kind of conviction in your life. Because if anyone who listens to your podcast or follows you is getting that, that kind of conviction, then yeah. that means that you're trying to live up, not necessarily to a standard, but you are trying to display a certain standard that is to be followed. Right. And for me personally, I just heard that like the Holy Spirit's never convicted me in that. That's So where do we draw the line on that? So if yeah. I just get obliterated and drunk and I don't feel like the Holy Spirit like really (laughs) condemns me or gets mad at me. Does that mean that it's okay? Because you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't speak to me. Well, no, it's not okay. Why is it not okay? Well, because we're to be above reproach. Why is it not okay? Well, I might have people in my congregation or on this podcast that are struggling with alcohol. So I wouldn't want to flippantly display that kind of sin, even if I don't view it the same way as somebody else. Like it's, it's such a surface level and to me, lack of understanding the gospel and the like biblical nature of Jesus. Yeah. So that's that's really wild to me. I mean, Jesus of all people feels like he could have gotten away with anything. He's the son of God. He's already in, right? Like he's already in. He was in heaven. Then he came here. And he's going back to heaven. He's already in. He could have gotten away with anything, yet he did not sin. Right. So he had every excuse to just be like, look, dude, <laughs> Yeah, I know I did it, but you shouldn't. Right. Like, you know, right. I, you know, and, and for me personally, man, it was, it was really challenging to hear this from Tim Ross because I do subscribe to his podcast and I do listen to him and I do follow him. And I was aware when he made this shift and I posted on Instagram, some things that I've heard him say in his podcast. And what I said on Instagram was, um, Above reproach, which he has Mm -hmm. said, Mm -hmm. Uh, I said, uh, point to Jesus, focus on Jesus, which are his words. And then the last one was also his words, own your mistakes. Mm. And so I posted all those things. And then I said, 
upset the gram, which is his handle, I uh, tagged him in it and said, oh, for four today. <laughs> and I guess his social media person doesn't really pay attention to when they're tagged and stuff. And so their social media person shared oh, for four today on their own post. Oh, and my I goodness. Shared, I shared them sharing and said, oh, for five today. Because, didn't get the like, hint. Didn't get the hint, not paying attention. So it, it's unfortunate to see. And like I said, he's, you know, he's a mentor for some pretty big names. Yeah. He's invested in a lot of people and all of this stuff, man, all of this, like now all these people are talking about it. We're talking about it. Yeah. There's, there's other pastors talking about it. Like now you've created a moment where the yeah. focus is on you and not That's on what Jesus. I was going to say is like you, as much as you want to justify this, that the Holy Spirit didn't convict you, you've created now yep. this whole thing about not what you said on the episode, your content about a couple words that you spoke. That has been the backlash because people are upset about it and people are yeah. reaching out being like, hey, bro, I don't think this is right. He even said he lost some speaking opportunities in other churches. He's like, yeah. I, I, I talked to them. They're cool with it. They just didn't think it'd be right to have me on at this time. It's like, but 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 what have you done? <laughs> Because you 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 wanted to use this language, and now you've put yourself in an awkward position to have to justify why you used it, but also have to, you know, hinder ministry opportunity. Is it really worth it in that in that context? Is it worth you being able to say a couple words that could have easily been, you know, replaced with other words easily? Yeah. Is it worth it to you to to stand on that? platform and say that and then face the backlash. And I hope in the future he'll think about it again. And he even said in his video, he's like, uh, I'm not going to use strong language. And he goes as far as to say, not F or S, I would never say MF, but D and H are going to be used. Inflammatory terms will not be used going forward. Like he breaks it down in such he detail. He breaks it down. It's like, why? Why break it down? Why can't you just say no unclean talk will come from my lips? Why is that so yeah. hard? And I get the audience might have to do with it. And but at the same time, like I I when you have a podcast that large, it's not like you spoke yep. to one congregation or you spoke to a right. small group and you understand right. that, like, hey, I can kind of jive with them a little bit or joke around or maybe not even in that context would be appropriate as a pastor. Again, we're talking about him as a pastor. We're not talking about right. you with your friends or you out. Right. You totally. Know, right. But he's actually saying that I'm very particular about what I say. He's like, I always think through what I say. And so this is not a flippant term that comes out because you're angry or upset. No, this is, no I've no, thought no. through this. I am processed this. And now this is the choice that I'm making to say this. And I think yeah. that's the difference when we talk about swearing. Like we're not condemning you if you throw out an occasional term, but we should, as we keep our eyes on Jesus, as we try to be holy as he is holy, how it is perceived, especially as your witness for Christ, if you're in your job or you're with your children or you're with just your spouse, right? And you are cursing at them, right? I mean, that is absolutely a no-no because yeah. if I'm out with the boys and you let a couple things go, like that's for you to, between you and God. But as right. your witness for someone, like I said, in those other situations, especially for your children, like we have to be aware of what comes out of our right. mouth. Like James talks about this, James three or four, right? All about the power of our tongue. And yeah. in a culture that we're in, we know what the swear words are. It's not like we're talking about 
you know, yeah. uh, swear words in another country, like right. where we're at, we know what is culturally a swear word. And so it is yeah. on us to make sure that no unclean talk comes out of our mouth because words have power. And I would go as far as to say, and I'll throw it back to you, is that not just curse words, but cursing statements on that other person, like you are worthless, mm-hmm. you are no good, you are yep. a failure. Those have just as much, if not more power oh, gosh. than curse words, because you're you're actually placing a word curse on that person by speaking over their identity with negativity. Yeah. And as our words have power and as the enemy can use words to then plant a seed in their mind and say, oh, I'm actually, I actually am worthless because this person said it. Like that's almost even more powerful of, of a yep. direction to take this is that as words have power, we're not just talking about a, a swear word here and there. We're talking about the speaking life over other people. You're 100% correct. They're all detrimental to someone moving forward and understanding how God views them and how God sees them. Yeah. So we have to remember that when we're speaking to someone else, or even when we're speaking about someone else, that they have the signature of heaven on them. Mm -hmm. They are a masterpiece. They are artwork. They are the creation of the creator God. So when we call anything against that, that would be detrimental to them knowing that and owning that, whether it be with a cuss word or whether it be with a negative statement, that is going against everything that we stand for. And you bringing this up is exactly what our audience needs to be thinking through because you can't just decide, like we don't get to decide where to draw the line. Like this concept of, oh, I won't say MF, but you know, I'm going to say these other two words. Okay. So is that, so that reminds me of somebody being like, well, I didn't cheat on my wife. I just talked to this girl on Facebook. That's right. I didn't, I didn't cheat on my wife. I just downloaded a dating app. I didn't actually go on a date with someone like no harm, no foul. It's like, I didn't really cheat. Like we didn't, we didn't like, we didn't have sex or anything. Like we, we just talked like, who who gets to draw that line? Also, why not? Why not say line? MF? If the Holy Spirit's not convicting you, yeah. why not say it? Give me yeah. the reason, right? Give me the reason. And the reason is I am convicted. <laughs> the reason is I do feel uncomfortable. The reason is I went on this podcast and I knew I was going to do this and it was clickbait. Mm-hmm. And if you watch it, I mean, you've seen it, man. It's so intentional. Everyone in the room knew he was going to do it. He knew he was going to do it. And, and after laughing. he said it once, yeah. and they're laughing. And after he said it once, he like readjusted in his chair. And then he said four more things in the same way. It's like, right. are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Right? Like you, and because of emotion, you, you wanted to show emotion. You can show emotion without cussing. That's right. So it's, it's just so perplexing that, like what you weren't getting enough views. You weren't being talked about enough. You had to like go into this. This was your ego throw. Like, I just, I don't understand it. And then here's the other thing this, and this is man, this really tore me up yesterday. So I posted that on Instagram that, you know, he needs to be above reproach, focus on God, all that point to Jesus and own mistakes. I got a DM from someone, a black friend of mine, who says, why don't I see you doing this with any white pastors? Mm. 
And you know what's frustrating about that? Clearly, you haven't heard me ever. Clearly, you haven't listened to Eyes on Jesus podcast. Yeah. Because it ain't about the race, bro. No. It ain't about white or black. It ain't about any of that. Above reproach. I'm doing my best to strive for that. I expect you to do the same. This is the fight we're in. I'll have your back. You have my back. But these are your words. Own your mistakes. And he should have met it head on and instead justifying it. And then, you know, I'm using emotion and I'll use some words, but I won't use others. So messed up. And then, you know, then I post about it. And then it's like, well, why don't I see you running after any white pastors? Like, bro, run after plenty. Mm -hmm. Okay. Run after plenty. Mm -hmm. Ruin those relationships. And that's fine. But, We've got to hold ourselves to a higher standard. We also have to understand we don't make the rules. We're 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 not the creator. Yeah. No. That, so that's just the deal. Like we don't make the rules. So I'm I'm with you. We've got to really be aware of our tongue. We got to really be aware of our speech. And I want to encourage our listeners. Like you need to recognize that when you make things personal, they're powerful. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and that can be used in a really encouraging way, and that can be used in a really detrimental way. Yep. And so when you're talking to other people and when you're talking to other people about other people, not gossiping, but having a conversation, you just need to be extremely aware. One thing I think we can learn from Jesus is everything he said had such great purpose. Yeah. Everything he said, it was not rushed. It was uh, not flippant. It was not to draw attention away from him, but it was to draw people in. Yeah. And Jesus had and strong language. Like John 6, strong right? he language. Said, drink my flesh, eat my blood. And everyone left. And he's like, are you going to go too? Are you going to go too? Right. Yeah. And even Paul said, you know, be anathema, be be damned. He said that about, what was that about? I forgot what the verse was about. Um, but he used strong language to make a point and using language that is firm and forceful is fine, but also, right. We're talking about cursing and obviously the culture and stuff, it matters, but also like this, this goes along the lines with our episode, how far is too far for the gospel? There you go. How far is too far to get views, to make your point. And Tim Ross, again, got in controversy recently about a tithe message he made at a church and he used a stripper analogy. And go look it up. I mean, this is something yep. that you're talking about giving money to to the house, to, to the church. And he says that, you know, we don't make it rain on booty cheeks. We say that, you know, we make it rain in the church because we don't, uh, you know, give money to strippers. We give it to the one who stripped everything down and came on the cross. Really loose analogy, right? Really Maybe loose. it hits the audience. But what really stood out to me is they start singing a make it rain song or something. And he's twerking off the stage. Like he's walking off the stage twerking. That really what did it for me. And he even brought this up in the 33 minute video. He's like, yes, he did. You have a problem with that. You haven't read your Bible because he he thought his analogy was, you know, on par. And yeah, it must be on par because we, you know, because there are uh, dark, darker things in the Bible and there are like sex and things like that in the Bible. And so clearly we should exploit that from the pulpit and use it in a tithe analogy. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. So, you know, it's one of those things like how far is too far. And in our own life, I mean, we want to tie this back to like, for me, for you personally, if you're listening to this, maybe you have a problem with cursing right now. Maybe this is bringing up like, oh, I see your point, but I just, I've done this, you know, people that come out of the military or come out of sports or come out of environments where that was the norm. Mm -hmm. You have a set 
inside of you that this is what you do because you've been around it. And yeah. so I would just, you know, em- implore you to consider what the Bible says in Ephesians 4.29 and also to consider your witness to consider that there might be another way from what you've always done it. And it doesn't mean that obviously, well, what is, I mean, I'll never swear again. I, I won't be perfect. Of course not. Of course things will happen, but does that have to be the vernacular you choose on a daily basis? No, it doesn't. And if you're being led by the spirit and if your eyes are on Jesus, pray, pray, God, I want my yeah. witness to be something that is glorifying to you. I want my words to honor you. I want to speak life over the people that I'm around and, and make that your prayer and see what yeah. God does in your heart to change you because we're all growing. Like even Tim Ross says, like, I'm figuring this out as I go is what he said at the end. Like, be patient with me. Thank you for your prayers is what he said. And and good on him for saying like, I'm I'm not perfect. I'm figuring this out. the best thing he said. It's right. the best thing he said. I'm figuring this out. We're all figuring this out. And so when it comes to something like this that can be detrimental, I would say what I said, go before God, m- make it part of your prayer, ask for help as you are around people. Say, hey, can you, I'm trying to be more accountable to what I say. Can you bring it up? Because a lot of times we get unaware that we're actually saying it because it just comes out, you know? And, yep. and so if you have someone that you work with or a spouse, like, hey, if I start using this, this foul language, can you just like bring it up? Hey, you're doing it again. Awesome. Accountability. That's great. Yep. And, and obviously there are some things that are, uh, you know, off limits when you take God's name in vain. And I, I just am amazed how Jesus's name is thrown out in culture and, and no one else, no other religious leader is used uh, as a curse word except for Jesus because there's power in the name of Jesus. And so we have to be careful right. as Christians that we're not obviously blaspheming God's name in, in what we do yeah. and say. And I've seen this taken to extreme too. Like, uh, you know, some, some people I know, like, won't even see a movie with a swear word in it, which is extreme in my opinion and that's our conviction and that's fine sure um but there is there is a level of conviction that comes through on this and and what you feel comfortable with and you have to yep. answer before god what god's convicted you of he someone else may not be convicted of and so it might be true that, that tim ross is not convicted by this and um but also that doesn't necessarily justify what other people are reacting to when they hear it sure and this is why it's important when when i took a job in ministry. Um, I had come out of basically the the sports and car car sales world. Yeah. Okay. So when I played sports, I turned on a switch because I'm short. I turned on a switch that turned me into a very interesting human being. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so it didn't matter if I was playing football or basketball or baseball, I would flip on a switch that turned me into a ruthless, when it all cost, I will destroy my body as long as I'm destroying yours kind of animal. Yeah. And that came with a lot of language. And I said some stuff that if I was to like write it down and be like, this is what I said, y'all would be like, there's this guy can't be a pastor, like disqualified, <laughs> done. So I came out of that world, went into car sales, which just imagine what that's like. Like if you're, you know, it's nothing but just, cussing and cocaine. And then, and then you get into church and I was like, I really have to watch my language. And I was around the lead pastor one day we were going to lunch. It wasn't just me and him. It was some other people too. And he cussed like Mm. several times while we were together. Like we were only together, not like less than 90 minutes. Yeah. And there's like four times maybe that he cussed. And 
I went, oh, we can do this? <laughs> like, this is okay? Yeah. Like, I, I grew up in my dad's house where I've never seen my dad drink. I've never seen him smoke. I've never heard him cuss. I've, I've never even heard him kind of cuss. Like I've never, I've never heard him almost cuss like yeah. clean as can be. And my first like real interaction with the new lead pastor, like just dropping it. And I was like, Oh, I can, Oh, I can be me. I can really be me. And that was that was the worst thing mm. that someone could have done for a guy who was 24 years old stepping into his first ministry job and feeling like, man, I need to really raise my standards for you yeah. to immediately go, nah, keep your standards low. Like mm. it was unbelievable. And wow. now I'm like, no, 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 no. Like we got to raise the standards. We got to get out of this. We got to, yeah. we got to stop this. Like, oh, it's okay. Just be you. Right. Like, it's okay. Like <laughs> we, we all sin. That's why there's grace. Yeah. But like, we're supposed to be progressing and the Holy Spirit's supposed to be transforming our lives. And that starts with your heart and the outpouring of your heart is your tongue and your right. mouth. Yeah. So it just, uh, it really messed some things up for me. And I've corrected some of those things and still working on it because language is a legit thing. Um, but man, like you get kids and you recognize, man, I can't have my kids hearing this and saying this and being around, like, we got to be different. We got to rise yeah. to the occasion. Yeah. Especially those that are in ministry, we've really got to, got to get out of this, like, oh, it's normal to just, you know, pastors drink, pastors cuss, pastors do all these things that, that usually leads to a pastor failing or a pastor not, you know, leading people to a deeper place of faith because he's not there. Yeah. So I, I want to challenge people in ministry. And then I want to challenge those that aren't in ministry and just trying to do the best they can here, whether they're in a relationship with Christ or not, those that are trying to grow in some way. Man, your your words are so powerful. Like Tim said yeah. a minute ago, we, we can't just be talking about cussing, but just any kind of negative language anytime we're really just coming down on someone. Yeah. So let's let's just decide we're going to have some awareness in that. We're going to pray through that. We're going to be slow to speak quick to listen. And we're going to make sure that what's coming out of our mouth is an overflow of what God and the Holy Spirit has put into our hearts. Yeah, that's great. And I sometimes just from my experience, Christians don't take our words as seriously as we should. And you know who does take them seriously is people in the occult and witchcraft. They take words very seriously and they have... yeah incantations they have spells are a real thing things you know i said word curses before those are a real thing in the demonic yeah. realm yeah and, and so as christians we have to be aware that words have power like the bible says we're not getting our theology from witchcraft but they just take what's a real thing in the world is the power of words and they apply it and as christians we need to apply it as well and i you know i kind of want to end with reading the whole of Ephesians 4.29, because there's a lot of good in here. Starting with 29 to the end of the chapter, it says, don't let any unwholesome talk come from your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. And, and so that's a whole section about not just your words, but 
not doing things out of rage, anger, bitterness, brawling, slander. I mean, I think a lot of cursing that happens comes from those places when you're angry, when you just want to slander someone else, when you want to fight with somebody else. Because like you said, out of the heart flows to our mouth. And so being led by the Holy Spirit means that we will remember, like this says, what the Holy Spirit sealed for us to not grieve the Holy Spirit and to move ourselves forward in compassion to one another as Christ is compassionate to us. Cool. Beautiful. Well, let us know your thoughts and uh, we appreciate you listening. And until next time, go with God, grow in discernment and keep your eyes on Jesus. Thanks for joining us on the Eyes on Jesus podcast with Drew and Tim. Don't forget to hit subscribe. If this episode blessed you, please share it with a friend. Check out the show notes for more ways to connect with the hosts of the show.